In old school games, life is cheap. Don't be a dope. Bring your pole, oil, and rope. And try not to go down in a heap. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Down in a Heap podcast. I'm your host, Rob. Podcasting to you live from beautiful northeast Minneapolis. You hear in the background some sizzling and stuff. I'm just making some breakfast. Some eggs and toast is the day off, so I splurge a little bit on my breakfast. Uh, but I got a couple things here to talk about today. But first, I got a call from a new uh, uh, voice to the show, Safer, from the Safer Fantasy Crafting Podcast. Take it away. Hello, Rob. Uh, my name's Safer, first time caller. I just wanted to call you and give you a bit of solidarity. And yeah, I'm a crap player too. So uh, I was that pedantic jerk kid who spent his entire uh, gaming time rolling his eyes at the things he was listening to. And then when I became a GM, I became a a judgmental uh, pedantic jerk who would just constantly say, that's not how I would have done it. That's not how I would have run the encounter. So, yeah, a bit of solidarity for you. It's it's funny what you said about, um, you know... Caring about your uh, character survival, I didn't too much because I got so used to dying in AD&D. But I find that uh, there's a balance to be struck because if you care too much about your character, you end up just avoiding everything and you become a cowardly character and don't take part. But if you just go uh, total gung-ho and just go, Leroy Jenkins, then you just end up dying and you're a bad player anyway. So I'd say, you know, bad players unite. We should all play paranoia, Rob. Take care. Thanks for the call, Safer. I appreciate it, and I hope I uh, keep hearing from you and hear some more of your podcast. Uh, I've been a little radio silent lately, so I hope you find the time and uh, topic to, to spark you back in. But you bring up an interesting point there about bad players and death and Leroy Jenkins and, <laughs> and all that, too. Um, because that's one thing I find really curious when I hear people talk about how there hasn't been anybody that's died in my D&D game for five years or something, and I think mathematically, isn't that kind of impossible? I mean, to me, that just says you're not really... You're really a big fudge master or something, which, hey, if everyone is cool with that at the table, uh, you know, that's that's fine. Uh, But I don't think you're really playing fantasy adventure game if nobody dies where's the adventure where isn't isn't danger implied in adventure hazardous undertakings dangerous journeys um someone's gotta die if death's not on the table yeah you can you can certainly present all kinds of other setbacks other than death to characters but nothing is as permanent as death and I think it adds an interest that's that's a whole podcast topic to talk about but I never did play Paranoia I think Keith had it but I don't remember playing it it sounds like it could be a fun game it sounds like it would be something that might get a little bit tiresome after after a few months of play or something but it's it seems like it could be a really cool game for like a short-term fill-in game or something um but yeah i 
I was uh, a huge pedantic jerk too when I was a kid. Um, some might say I'm still a jerk, but I hope not as, as much as I used to be. All right, let's move on to talking about some of the things I've been noodling about lately. So in this whole idea of challenging conventional wisdom and talking about some of these popular notions and stuff, I've just been kind of thinking about, well, what the hell are, what is popular? What's, what are conventional wisdom topics and stuff is I've been kind of reaching out to people to see if they want to talk about some of these things. Most of them are, I think, scratching their head thinking, well, what, what exactly is it that you want to talk about? So I don't know. I mean, first off, I realized that the circle of gaming interests that I uh, am exposed to, that I prefer my style and stuff and the, what I like reading about is a tiny sliver of the RPG gaming uh, that people do. And even even within the, the subject of like Dungeons and Dragons, it's a, a tiny sliver. And my, <laughs> my reach, my uh, uh, audience is even a tiny, tiny sliver of that. I mean, I don't know about the rest of you uh, podcasters on Anchor, but my most popular shows are like in the 120s. Well, the one with Froth has over like 400 listens or something, but otherwise, you know, the, the really popular ones are over 100. Uh, they usually settle somewhere between 60 and 70 or something like that listens. Um, a few are down in the low 50s or 40s or something, the recent ones, but they usually climb up. Anyway, my point being that, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not a, what's the term that they use, a social media influencer or something? Uh, <laughs> far from it. And uh, one thing that's kind of changed, though, recently, I was just looking at my analytics page. I hadn't done that for a little while. And my demographic shifted. I don't know if Anchor has some new algorithm or something, but my biggest demographic block is now skewing younger. 38% of my audience supposedly is 28 to 34. 19% are 35 to 44. And 34% are uh, along with me in the geezer stage at 45 to 59, but 40% of my audience is under 35 now. I don't know. I know my, my niece Shannon was kind enough to give me a shout out on some of her social media circles and stuff. Um, so um, <laughs> maybe I picked up some listeners from among her friends and stuff. But And if you're listening, thanks. Um, I've thought about running a family game recently. I should reach out to Shannon and her brother, my, my nephew, Brandon, they both game. Maybe try and drag my brother Mark into it and try and get a weekly or monthly game rolling just to have some fun. I don't see him anymore now that with COVID and stuff, so I'm missing my family. But anyway, back to... 
<laughs> talk about slamming on the brakes here. Back to the main idea of what's popular. So I, I realized that even like the most popular podcasts pale and in comparison to some other vehicles for, for just communicating and with uh, most of the people. So I, I went to YouTube and really the only YouTube D&D stuff, I've watched some of the Matthew Colville videos and they're all right. I mean, it's, I don't know, not really my cup, but, but I you pick up some tidbits there. So I've, I've watched some of that, but mainly it's like, uh, Matt Finch, his, uh, OSR, what's it called? Like D and D OSR studio or something. Matt Finch RPG studio. That's it. And he's got 3.17 thousand subscribers. Pretty big audience. His most watched episode is what is the D and D open game license and how to use it? 5,000 views. Again, dwarfs my little slice of the community that's listening to my jibber-jabber. The other uh, YouTube video or place I I go to eh, fairly frequently is Questing Beast, uh, Ben Milton's channel, where he primarily does product review and stuff, but he has some other pretty cool, like, drawing videos and stuff which seem to be some his most popular stuff and and then just like overviews of old school gaming and stuff good channel i'd check it out if you haven't most i'm sure almost everyone that's listening to me has at least watched a few videos on questing beast but questing beast forty-two thousand subscribers Whew. his top video how to draw medieval cities three hundred thousand views that's craziness Um, but then, so I just, for the heck of it, went to the search and just typed in Dungeons and Dragons to see like, all right, what, who are these? Who's the big knockers? Who's, uh, who's the heavy hitters in the YouTube video scene for this crap? And of course, one of the things that came up was the D&D official, like Wizards of the Coast site. So yeah, let's check that out. That's gotta be like the, the biggest, right? And it is the biggest of the ones I found. 295,000 subscribers. But their top 10 videos are all actual plays. And, but they're huge. They range from 1.8 million views for their top and down to the, like, the 10th, 934,000 views. That's... I, I know, like, Critical Role, too, gets like in the millions of views and stuff too so i mean i know they're immensely popular i i tried watching some critical role and it's just yeah not not my cup but what else what how about things that you know i'm talking about similar to the the format i have my show like what can i look at to see what's what is popular? What are these? Con- what's conventional wisdom in the more general gaming public of uh, D&D? And this, you know, it all obviously focuses on 5e, but so then the next thing that came up was uh, this show Dungeon Dudes, which I had never heard of, but they've got 240,000 subscribers. And what are their, their top shows? Top show 
five game-breaking spells in D&D 5e and how to handle them. 864,000 views. Number two, five must-have cantrips in in D&D 5e. 701,000. Next, our top five multi-class combos in D&D 5e. 696,000. Five horrible house rules for D&D 5e. 630,000. Five low-level magic items for creative players in D&D 5e. 620,000. Ten common rules mistakes in D&D 5e. 586,000. Our top 10 feats in D&D 5e, 424,000. Five deadly low-level monsters in D&D 5e, 522,000. Five simple house rules for better combat in D&D 5e, 520,000. How to play a necromancer in D&D 5e, 488,000. Five best damage-dealing spells in D&D 5e, 467,000. So there's a lot of, like top five crap here top five top ten it's a lot of list crap and of course each one has D 5e in the in the title so i mean they're obviously using that to capture views and a lot of this is clickbait obviously i mean but just looking at this list is uh a lot of optimization kind of stuff you know how to the top ten, five multi-class combos, damage-dealing spells, and you, in, you look past there, this list, and it's a lot of stuff like that, too, like how to play class X, Y, and Z. And I'm sure a lot of it is probably geared towards like how to get more bang for your buck out of that class in combat. Or, you know, just leveraging uh, encounter situations, whatever. Which is cool. I mean, I, I understand a, a lot of people out there really get into uh, making their character the best they can possibly be. And, you know, I, I have that trait to some degree. Uh, I gotta, I'll have to check them out and watch a few of these videos. Uh, there's a few down the list that seem like maybe would be easier for me to stomach unspoken rules in D&D 5e how to use the rule of cool in D&D 5e 10 terrible dm traits in D&D 5e so what else is out there how to be a great game master 187,000 subscribers and what's what's this guy's top 10 episodes well number one 15 irritating things other players do. PC tips. 416,000 views. 10 ways to deal with murder hobos as a GM. 401,000. Ways you may be doing dice wrong. Um, kind of strange grammatical. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Ways you may be doing dice wrong. 318,000. How to be a good DM, running your first game, 317,000. How to avoid dumb character backstories, 312,000. Sorry, I gotta wet my whistle. Top five ultimate GM mistakes, 310,000. Great GM, are you the dick game master at your RPG table? 
262,000. I have a feeling when I watch these things, I'm going to be like, yeah, they're, they're describing me with all these, <laughs> with all their, their put down episodes. Great GM, creating your own RPG campaign, building your own world, 232,000. Uh, creating the ultimate villain NPC for your RPG setting, 242,000. And five easy ways to make combat awesome in your RPG, 208,000. So, yeah, wow. There's a, a lot of people watching YouTube. That's, that's the bottom line here. And the, the last one I'll, I'll bore you with here, Nerdarchy, 124,000 subscribers. And this is really, like, we're getting in munchkinville here with their top 10 episodes dnd 5e three most broken combos in dnd 652,000 views dnd character creation taboos 338,000 views nerdarchy dnd 5e build builds the unstoppable tank 334,000 dnd three most underrated spells for 5e 304,000. Worst D&D party composition, 273,000. D&D characters, five worst ways to play, 241,000. Impenetrable D&D armor class, 5e D&D, or 5e character builds, 234,000. D&D builds, 5e, colon, tank D&D character build, 181,000. Five Ways to Wreck a D&D Campaign, 180,000. And D&D Warlock, 5e Character Class, 178,000. So it looks like there's like three episodes here on on building some kind of Superman. The, the ultimate tank, impenetrable armor, the tank character build. <laughs> yeah, I don't building characters I know that's also something that a lot of people have fun with and I'm not gonna uh, I think there is uh, a component to that that is really kind of appeals to my meticulous nature of trying to put together pieces and stuff but I think that walks hand in hand with what I was kind of talking about with Safer too as far as like you know caring about your character dying and maybe caring too much about them because if you've invested all this time yeah i can i can see why you hear these stories of someone flipping over a table or just freaking out if their character dies because because they probably spent hours upon hours working on this joker um whereas a lot of other games you just you spend maybe 15 minutes cranking out a first level character I don't know. So, my homework is to go through some of this stuff. Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> Am I assigning myself some kind of just horrific task? It it all smells of dreck to me. But can it really be all that bad when you've got these? When you've got eight hundred and sixty-four thousand views? I guess that's the. I don't know. It's so funny how seemingly the same game can be played in so many ways and and 
how it's presented or played appeals to a different percentage of the population than others. Is it strictly the power of marketing? Is it the power of slick productions? The power of just word of mouth? Is that how most of this stuff gets passed along and goes viral in these social media circles and stuff? And this isn't at all the talk about like getting my show more popular. I don't really care. I know I'll probably never have more than 100, 200 people um, listening to my shows. And that's cool. I don't, you know. But it, it's fascinating to me what becomes so popular. Whereas where you get close to a million hits or over a million for these actual plays and stuff. It's, it's truly becoming... Um, its own kind of like media like a film or something uh, yeah and I wonder how much the the pandemics boosted some of these numbers with more people looking to other aspects of uh, you know, socializing or, or spending their time it does seem like with this whole pandemic people are falling into like the categories of They've got so much to do now that they they don't have any time. Maybe they're trying to wrangle their kids who aren't in school or their job is just kicking their butt because it's one of the few industries that's, that's seen a boom uh, from the pandemic. Or on the other end of the spectrum, you might be unemployed or something and can't find a job. Um, Thankfully, I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't have kids to wrangle. And I've got one of those jobs where they don't give me any extra time. I just get extra work. And I have to try and figure out a way to get it all done in the same 40 hours. Um, but it does kind of wipe me out. But rambling has uh, began. Well, maybe the whole show is a ramble. Anyway, I'll delve into some of these videos and maybe talk about some of them it, am i'm overlooking something is there something good out there that i'm that's popular and good i mean colville i don't know maybe he's maybe he's the the best there is as far as appealing to the populace and and having some interesting things to say Who maybe some of this stuff will be really interesting i it's so geared towards 5e i don't know how much of it i'll be able to like extrapolate from that or not but I'll keep you updated. Thanks for listening. Don't go down in a heap. Ah! 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 Ah!